الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah. We praise Him. We seek His aid and forgiveness from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our actions. Whoever Allah guides, there is none to misguide. And whoever Allah leaves misguided due to a perversion in their heart or misguidance in their heart, then there is none that can guide. We testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the last messenger sent to mankind and the best of his worshippers. Alhamdulillah, this series of inshallah three lectures, we're going to go over one of the beautiful explanations really for the student of knowledge and also it's for the one who actually treads the path of knowledge, the beginner in studying. The advice that one of the scholars of this era, this time, the Allama, the Sheikh, the Muhaddith, Sheikh Rabi' bin Hadi al-Madkhali, Hafidhuhullahu matti'u bis-sihha wal-afiyah. And he mentioned a beautiful section in all of his works. You find lots of benefits, no doubt. In this section, he mentions about 10 points or 10 obstacles to the path of seeking knowledge. No doubt the first of the obstacles that a person, if he doesn't have, then the person will fall on the first instance. Not having, not having ikhlas. So the first obstacle is anything that spoils your ikhlas or spoils your humility and manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The manners of the talib al-ilm, first and foremost, should be with sincerity. He should have sincerity. And Allah commanded with sincerity. They have not been commanded except to worship Allah sincerely in the religion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah lillahi dinul khalis. Allah lillahi dinul khalis. That indeed to Allah belongs the sincere deen, the sincere way. And likewise, the Messenger said that Allah said in hadith, which is hadith Qudsi, Ana aghna shuraka anil shirk. That I am free from anyone from having any partners that are set up as rivalries with me. Whoever commits shirk with me, then I leave him and his shirk. So the person, first and foremost, has manners with Allah. Akhlaq ma'Allah is the first thing that one should adhere and strive for. In his, ta- in his talab al-ilm, manners with Allah, which includes sincerity, which includes having humility, which includes having shyness with Allah, which includes having muraqabah, having c- consciousness that Allah is watching you. As a talab al-ilm, Allah is watching you. As a one treading this path of knowledge, Allah is watching you. And... These 
various etiquette that the Talib al-Ilm adheres to in his manners. This helps him, inshallah, uphold, uh, go past the various obstacles. First of them, as we mentioned, that the person is insincere, the person does not have good manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will help you with your good manners. And look at this beautiful hadith of Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu. But the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, اِتَّقِ اللَّهِ حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُ وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا وَخَالِقَ النَّاسِ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ This beautiful hadith, which is so uh, uh, beneficial. Three statements from the concise speech of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اِتَّقِ اللَّهِ حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُ Fear Allah wherever you are. Fear Allah wherever you are. That is the manners with Allah. The next word, or next uh, sentence, وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا That is manners with yourself. And that is the second sentence. The third sentence, وَخَالِقِ النَّاسِ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ And have good manners with the people. Mix with the people with good manners. That is manners with the people. So in this hadith, we had manners with Allah, manners with yourself, manners with good people. Ibn Rajab mentioned that. The three, the three manners that person should have. So Shaykh Rabi Havidullah, when he begins this, he says, كَثِيرٌ مِنَ الشَّبَابِ يَتَعَطَّشُونَ لِطَلَبِ الْعِلْمِ Many youth, they are hungry, they are thirsty for studying. ولكن تعترضهم عقوبات وعقوبات تنشأ من بيئتهم. And many obstacles they face, and from the obstacles that they face is, and this will be our number two, is the community that they live in, the area that affects them, the environment. إما أن البيئة ليست فيها علماء. It may be where they live doesn't have scholars. وإما أن الدولة or it may be that the country they live in, it comes between them and their studying. Because some, some people live, some Muslims live in various countries where they have difficulty to study. And the countries make it difficult for them. So that could be an obstacle. So the environment is number two, is an obstacle that the people may face. Or it may be a country would not accept them, or the country that's going to accept them, they have conditions which only few people can meet for them to accept them in their country. So they're not able to continue their talab al-ilm, maybe because that country has ulama, but they can't get to it. Or they have difficulties in getting to it. And this re- makes a lot of people not able to, not able to uh, uh, be with those be with his talib al-ilm, with the alim or with those ulama in that particular country because he's not able to enter it in the first place. So it may be the environment where he lives, he's not able to leave, he's not able to go towards benefiting himself. So environment is very important and the person must think where is the best place for themselves to be in order for them to study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Shaykh Rabbi Hafidullah supplicates for the Muslim countries and he says, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enlighten the Muslims and their leaders that they remove these obstacles.
from many of the students of knowledge that they are, such that they are able to be with the ulama, to be with the people of knowledge. Because the ummah, he says, in now, the ummah nowadays is in so much in need of ulama, so much in need of people of knowledge, students of knowledge who study their deen, such that they can benefit, practice, and also convey it to other than themselves and spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This reminds me of what Sheikh Albani said to the political activist Ali bin Haj in Algeria. Sheikh Albani in the 90s, he said to, he advised the uh, Muslims in Algeria not to partake in political uh, um, voting and political, in politics basically. Because politics, he said to them, will not give you the da'wah, but da'wah will give you the, the politics. I mean, da'wah will give you the, the stability and the security and the tamkin fil art. And he advised Ali bin Hajj, the leader of FIS at that time, don't busy yourself with, with politics, but rather busy yourselves with, with ilm. And he gave him a beautiful example, similar to what Sheikh Rabi is saying. He said to him, how many doctors do you have of the body? In your area, how many doctors? If you have a population of about 5 million, how many doctors do you have? And he gave him a number. 100,000 or 50,000. He goes, and how many doctors do you have? The doctors of knowledge, of beneficial knowledge of Islam that can give the correct meaning of what Islam is. You have, mashallah, doctors of the body that can cure the people with med- tell the people what, what medicine is and so on. But we also need medicine of the heart. We also need a cure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already showed us that will give us salvation, that will help us as a cure for us as well. And that is, the, they are the ulama of the sharia, the ulama of Quran and sunnah. They will clarify to the people. And that was, in, in fact, a rhetoric question, a rhetoric question which means the answer is already there. I'm not asking you for an answer. I'm asking you now to re- realize and recognize that you, just as you need doctors of the body, also you need doctors that will help the Muslims know their deen. And so Shaykh Rabbi Havadullah, he mentions that as the second obstacle, it may be that the person lives in an environment that, uh, where there are no ulama or if they find it difficult for them to leave, to go to where the ulama are. Then he says, وَعَلَى رَأْسِ هَذِي الْأُمُورِ تَوْحِيدُ اللَّهِ So the knowledge that, should, that the person strives for first and foremost is tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, فَالْعَالَمِ الْإِسْلَامِ إِنْتَشَرَ فِيهِ الضَّلَالِ But in the Muslim world, much misguidance is spread. وَانْتَشَرَ فِيهِ الْجَهَلِ الْقَاتِلِ And much ignorance uh, which destroys spread as well انتشرت فيه الخرافات والبدع and superstitious beliefs have spread amongst the Muslim communities and innovations innovative practices have spread لا يزيحها إلا الله no one can remove it except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is بالعلماء that is with the scholars ينهلون العلم من مناهله they take knowledge from its roots from its foundations الصحيحة correct foundations they spread it just as they themselves benefited from it in the first instance. Like it's fresh. They take it from its roots, foundations, and they spread it just as it is. From the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger. 
this is what will benefit the ummah. Then he says, so you find nowadays, bi'at, areas, environments, or places where people live, la yujad fiha ulama, where there's no ulama. Yakunu talib al-ilm faqeeran, even the talib al-ilm in that area is faqeer, he's miskeen. He doesn't have much knowledge. La yastati'un yarhal, he cannot even leave, because he doesn't have the means to leave. All the obstacles are there in that area. Tuwajihu uqubat, he finds there's obstacles which overcome him, which comes between him and gaining knowledge. So this is an affair where the ulama must look into as well. And likewise the, the rulers must look into as well. And that they, and that they fear Allah in removing these obstacles. Why? Because this will help the shabab, the youth. SubhanAllah. This shows you again the concern Shaykh has for the Muslim Ummah, for the youth, that they strive the utmost, that their environments are set and are ready for them to benefit from. Third, third obstacle. Min al awaqiq, min al awaqiq, an al ilm wal amal. مَا يَنْتَشِرُ الْآنَ عَنْ طَرِيقِ الْإِعْلَامِ الْيَهُودِ وَالنَّصْرَانِ وَالشِّيُوعِ وَالرَّافِضِ وَالْبَعْثِ وَإِلَىٰ آخِرِهِ مِنَ الْإِذَاعَاتِ So, مِنَ الْعَوَائِقِ عَنِ الْعِلْمِ وَالْعَمَلِ So, these are some of the obstacles. The people are preoccupied. Naam, in what you see nowadays in the media, whether it's the media in the Western world, coming from either the Jews or the Christians or the communists or the the Rafidah and the socialists and so on from the various outlets of media occupying the people away in the newspapers, in the magazines and in also no doubt the internet whereby much things are spread causing corruption in the land, meaning the person themselves are not occupied with ilm, they're occupied with other than that. And the simple reason he mentions, Kathir min al-suhuf, tad'u ila al-fasad, many newspapers call to corruption, to ridu, and tarmi al-umma fi ahdanid al-yahud al-nasara laylan wa naharan na'am, ya'dabun na'am, ala bathi al-afkari al-haddama alati tahdimu al-deen tahdimu al-akhlaq wal-manahij Many of these media outlets, no doubt, which spread much uh, um, afkar, if you like, some ideas which are destructive in order to destroy the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we find that Islam is being attacked, no doubt, on a regular basis. And the akhlaq, the Muslim manners, is being attacked on a regular basis. And the various methodologies as well that are being spread in order to attack people's intellect, people's uh, 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 religion. And this is clear. We see it nowadays where people know that are living this, are living this obstacle, where the people, they find themselves being attacked on a daily basis, and likewise, they themselves being turned away from Talib al-ilm, turned away from benefiting their deen, turned away from the Qur'an, turned away from the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
because of these various outlets which push out corruption, which push out corruption and ignorance such that the people stay and remain ignorant and not learning their deen, not coming out of this bubble of ignorance and bubble of confusion where Islam is being attacked on a daily basis. And that is true. Not only Islam, but the Sunnah of the Messenger has been attacked. And it's not only from the non-Muslims, you find it also from some uh, of the Muslims. You find it from the Muslim groups attacking the Sunnah. We find people gather together in order to attack the Sunnah of the Messenger or the, the people of Sunnah. The people who adhere to the best of ways. And we saw that in the 90s. We saw that in the 90s from Ikhwan Muslimin. In this country we saw that where they would be attacking the people of Sunnah, making fun of the people of Sunnah. We found the, these groups like YM and these uh, Muslim youth groups. In this country, they used to write articles, making fun of the people of Sunnah and their dress. And they would say, oh look, these people wear knee-high pajamas. That's what they used to call them, knee-high pajamas. Right? Because the Muslim, the Muslim man who follows the libas taqwa, he raises his garments above his ankles. Following the sunnah of the Messenger as the Rasul said, ma asfala ma Whatever is below the ankles is in the fire. And so they raise their garments above the ankles. But we find these individuals, they used to make fun of the people of sunnah. We, we, we face this in the 90s. In this country, we face this. We saw this in a magazine written. These, these Muslims wear knee-high pajamas. Yes, you can laugh and you can joke. And you can do istihza. You can mock. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned us from this. He's warned us from mocking the religion. And mocking the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the akhlaq of not the people of, of Islam. This is the akhlaq of the polytheists. Because they used to mock the people of sunnah back in the days. Back in the time of Jahiliyyah, they used to mock the people of Sunnah. So mocking the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not allowed. In fact, it is kufr. لَقَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ Allah said, you have disbelieved after Iman. So Shaykh Rabbi Hafidullah says that this third obstacle is al-mulhiyyat or malhiyyat things that occupy you away from being focused whether it's the media and its different outlets the internet the newspapers the magazines attacking Islam diverting your attention away from away from what you should be focused on and he said this affair could be outside many of the abilities of people because it's all is there it's everywhere it's everywhere around you before it was the television the newspapers and magazines now is the internet. It's all around you. But to some extent you have some control. How you, how you use your phone, how you use these outlets. You use them in that which will benefit you in your Talib al-Ilm. In fact, you can use these in your Talib al-Ilm because there are classes that are online classes. There are not just online classes in learning the deen, but online classes learning Quran as well and Tajweed and so on and learning Arabic language. And so, alhamdulillah, the Shaykh Hafizullah, he said that although it's an obstacle, the person strives his utmost in this regard. He says, وَلَكِنْ هُنَاكَ أُمُورْ تَنْبَعْ مِنْ نَفْسِ 
من يريد العلم ثم لا يطلبه او يطلبه ويقصر في استكماله maybe the person يعني these outlets come towards him these amusements come towards him and he is diverted because he himself didn't want knowledge in the first place or he himself became lazy نعم or he himself did not perfect his path or his focus in learning that knowledge which is which was lazim upon him to learn so these are these are the three things that I mentioned the first of them we said is having manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that one has good akhlaq and shyness and humility and Allah will help that individual in his path to talab al-ilm and the messenger said man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilman sahla Allah lahu tariqan ila al-jannah whoever chose the path of knowledge then Allah makes the path of knowledge easy for them the second of them being, meaning, the second of them are, is the environment, the bi'ah, the bi'ah, the environment where it may be a reason to withhold the person from benefiting or studying. And alhamdulillah, the person can move from place to place now. If they are able, they can move from city to city to relocate, to go to a place where they should go, where Islam يعني, is taught and Islam, inshallah will be easy for them to practice and for them to learn. And thirdly, he mentions, as we said, those, things, those outlets which occupy a person, whether it's the media outlet in its various forms, and that is by way of newspapers or magazines, uh, uh, by way of television, by way of uh, internet. These are the various outlets which occupy, other outlets that may occupy a person away from Talab al-ilm. So these are three things that I mentioned. The fourth of them, the fourth one from the awa'iq is kibr. Maybe the person himself has a problem. So the ones that we mentioned before, outside problems, may be difficult for the person. The two that we mentioned before, the environment and the uh, uh, being occupied with the various outlets, then these are outside the person's means in many cases. But the fourth one and the first one we mentioned about ikhlas and the fourth one, Al-Kibr, maybe the problem, he himself has a problem that he needs to cure and he needs to help himself with. Wal-Iyadu Billah, Al-Kibr, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. Some of the Salaf said, and it's mentioned in Bukhari, in fact it was Mujahid, he said, he said, لا ينال العلم مستكبر ولا مستحي That the one who will not actually benefit with knowledge is the one who is the the one who's arrogant and the one who is shy from learning and he doesn't ask he just stays away from asking he doesn't so these two these two will not benefit the mutakabbir the arrogant one because he always thinks he has he has knowledge you find some people they think they've made it they've studied for one year two years or so or they may study very little and they think that khalas i've reached and this used to be a, a situation we found as well with a lot of those who st- begin to study. That's why many don't make it because they have this e- disease. Maybe they know it, maybe they didn't know it. But those, they didn't benefit because they didn't remove this disease from their hearts in the first place. Al-Kibr, Da'un Qatil, it kills, destroys that person. Da'un Muhlik, it's destructive. Wal-Iyadu Billah, just 
the smallest thing that a person can see, like an ant, an ant size of kibber in a person's heart will make the person fall into jahim, fall into the hellfire. This is the affair of kibber. How about then if he's got more than that, if he's got a mountain size of kibber in his heart? How about that if that person has that, he says? So in the path of studying, the person must check his heart and check this evil, dangerous obstacle. The Messenger وسلم, said, لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال من كبر. The person will not enter paradise who has in his heart an ant's weight of kibr. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la The Sheikh Habibullah continues by saying about the dangers of, of Al-Kibr, of arrogance, from the fourth of the obstacles of the ten that we're going to mention from Sheikh Rabi Habibullah is the fourth one is Al-Kibr, that the person becomes arrogant, boastful, haughty and proud and this will make the person enter the hellfire, he says, even if he has a small grain or atom's weight of, of arrogance, it will make him fall into the fire. فَإِنْ كَانَ يَعْتَرِضُهُ وَهُوَ فِي سَبِيلِ الْعِلْمِ فَعَلَيْهِ يَضَعْ نَفْسَهُ تَحْتَ الْأَقْدَامِ Rather the person, he says, if the person is facing this, facing this, يعني, this battle between himself and on his path to studying, then he should put his soul or his self, he said, he should put it under the, his feet. Meaning, don't think that you are going, you are above what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given you. Don't become arrogant. How the nafs, muta'aliya, that nafs, that soul that becomes, that wants to tower over others, wants to be, has authority, wants to have authority, arrogance over others. He says, yajibu, yudillaha. He's obligatory that the person humbles his soul. Fi sabili tahsil al-ilm. In his path to gain knowledge. And I remember Sheikh Rabbi said this in, in one of the lectures he gave in, in, in the Masjid Quba in Al Madina. He mentioned, if any of my statements or any of the scholars' statements go against the Sunnah of the Messenger, وسلم, mistakenly, we made a mistake, and, we, and there's a hadith which mentions otherwise, he said, put my statement under your feet. Put my statement under your feet. And this is a alim saying this, put my statement. But look how some people become arrogant, they want their statements to be above. The Quran or the statements want to be above the Sunnah of the Messenger. Because 
Here, Sheikh Rabbi Hafid Allah said, put yourself under your feet if, you, if it wants to tower over the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Messenger, put yourself under your feet. Yani, lower yourself to the ground. Because Allah, Allah hates the mustakbirin, the arrogant ones. Allah mentions Satan Nahl, verse 23. mustakbirin. Allah does not like the arrogant ones. They are the most disliked people to Allah, the arrogant ones. And you heard the hadith of the Messenger وسلم, regarding those who are arrogant. And Allah said, Don't go in the land full of pride. You did not re you did not penetrate all of the earth, nor did you reach the earth. Nor did you reach the mountains in height? Surah so Al-Isra, verse 37. Then he says, It may be you find a short person, and he's arrogant, he's short. You haven't reached the mountain in height, and you're short anyway, you still want to be mutakabir. He sees that his situation is above the, above the uh, skies. You slow down. Where you going? You will not be able to tread all of the earth and penetrate all of the earth. Nor will you be able to reach the mountains in height. So how is it you become arrogant? You're a man who's weak, in need, miskeen. Maybe some small thing will, يعني, it goes in your body and make, make you die. Dubaba, maybe just a fly or a gnat, يعني, a mosquito will end your life. And how true that is. Maybe a mosquito will bring various viruses and can make it go to somebody else and somebody else. خلاص, you end up dying, look at malaria. Just from a mosquito, the people die. You're from the weakest of people. So why are you becoming arrogant? What gives you the right to tower over other people? So the abode of the hereafter, Allah said He makes it or prepares it for those who don't want they don't want authority in the land. They're humble. They're humble, subhanAllah. And they're people of humility. They don't want status. They don't look for status. They don't look for position. They look for to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be Abdullah. No, they want corruption. And the end result is for the pious. Surah Al-Qasas. Verse 83. So the abode of the hereafter, Allah prepared it for the humble ones. Those who are humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever humbles himself to Allah, Allah raises him from the hadith of the Messenger. And the arrogant ones, Allah dislikes them, Allah hates them. And Allah hates the disputable ones, the ones who dispute, those who love to dispute and argue. Hadith in Bukhari, hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. 
where she said that the Messenger said the most hated people towards Allah, that Allah hates most, are the argumentative ones. The haqq comes to them and they reject it. They want to argue. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Allah says, Enter into Islam wholeheartedly. There's no ifs and there's no... Enter into Islam wholeheartedly. And don't follow the footsteps of shaitan. For he's a clear enemy. Because if you don't follow him, and in all that Allah has called you to, you're going to follow shaitan. Slowly, slowly, you're going to follow his footsteps, and then he will lead you astray. And the end result will be that they will end up, end up being in the hellfire. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who are humble in this path. And may Allah protect us from these obstacles. The first of them we mentioned, and there are ten that are mentioned. The first of them, of the obstacles that Shaykh Rabbi Hafudullah mentions, of the ten, is having good manners with Allah and Yutalib al-ilm. And good manners with Allah means ikhlas with Allah, being sincere. Good manners with Allah means being shy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His sight and looking at you and watching you and whatever you're doing. Number three, muraqaba of the, of, of the manners with Allah, having muraqaba, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you all the time in secret and in open. And number four, which we didn't mention, is the fear of Allah, having good manners of Allah with the fear of Allah. That's the first obstacle, having good manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in your treading this path of knowledge. Second, second obstacle is the environment where you live. Maybe it's not conducive or good environment for you to be in, in excelling in your talab al-ilm. Go to where the people of knowledge are, this will be better for you. This will be better for you. If you can't get the best, go for second best and so on and so forth. Be with those who will aid you in your talab al-ilm in Lugha Arabiya and Arabic language as well as learning the Quran. So your environment, your bi'ah. The third one is being preoccupied uh, because of the various malhiyat or things that occupy you. Could be media which attacks Islam left, right and center. Could be the people attacking the deen of Allah, various means that they use, such as the newspapers or magazines or the television, or the internet, don't be preoccupied with these affairs away from your student studying. And it may be the person is preoccupied with the internet, preoccupied with those things that he shouldn't be, away from يعني, that which is talab al-ilm, in learning their deen, and in benefiting in that which benefits. And the fourth one he mentioned, from the ten that we will mention in these two days, inshallah, the fourth one is kibr. It's an obstacle, it's a disease of the heart. The person has arrogance, and no doubt that will stop that individual learning and benefiting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and aid us and make, make our actions for His sake, our speech and action for His sake. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik.